everyone. Welcome to the Punk Priestess Podcast. I'm your host, Majori, and today we have a very special guest. Kat is an astrology-obsessed creator and intuitive card reader behind the Hella Cute Style by the Signs Instagram. I'm so happy she's here. How are you? Hi, Majori. I'm good. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, so I stumbled upon your Instagram because you have the most coolest curated memes and like astrology information and I love it so much and tarot infused and I can just tell just based off of your aesthetic it's just going to grow bigger and bigger and I love your design concept it's amazing oh thank you so much I appreciate that yes it's very on brand for me I feel like (laughs) (laughs) do you have a degree in like design or graphic art yeah I actually do not in not an art per se, but I have a creative advertising degree. Okay. Uh, so I specialize in copywriting. So I'm actually a copywriter by day and then weird witchy woman by night. Uh, but yeah, definitely throughout my education, I've picked up like some design skills. So it's really interesting mm-hmm. how all that has kind of brought me to here and designing stuff for myself and for my own Instagram. It's just very interesting. I feel like it's a little full circle. Mm-hmm. I think it's really yeah. cool because I see, of course, like I feel like Instagram now is flooded with astrology and like not really so much tarot memes. And they're yeah. just posting like pictures of like Paris Hilton and doing like a caption like for Mercury retrograde or something like that. And there's really no creativity in that. So when I see your Instagram, I can definitely tell there's like an artistic vision and there's a design eye behind the work. And I really appreciate that being a designer myself. So oh, thank you. <laughs> That's so, so sweet. Cool. And I know you're a designer. You're a fashion designer, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I saw you post some fashion design things and I'm like, that is so rad. So I, I love how all us mystics have kind of like the secret identity, secret life. But yeah, I super appreciate that. Thank you. I put like so much effort into everything. Like it's, it's kind of sad how much effort I've been putting into this thing. <laughs> no, it totally pays off. And, you know, that can just divot into, you know, other things as well. Um, speaking on that topic with astrology, what are your top three okay I love you said top three not big three. Oh, was sorry it, <laughs> was it you there was I came across this page and they were like can we stop saying big three can we find like a different way to say it oh I feel so bad I forgot where I saw it, but I was like I was like that's kind of true but I think I like top three <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I never heard big three, but yeah, I've always just, you know, top three, because it is the top three. It's very important. So it's so true. And I'm sorry that mine are not more interesting than what I'm about to say, but I am a Taurus sun, moon and Virgo rising. So much earth energy. Very so grounded. much earth. Yeah. So I'd like to say I'm a triple earth goddess. I love that. And <laughs> I honestly, Taurus women have the most beautiful energy. Like right uh-huh. away, I when I'm I can tell like a Taurus like right when I meet them because it's just so peaceful and calming and I love that energy and, and I vibe with it so hard. I think in my next life I would probably come back a Taurus. As a Taurus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually heard that before. And it's funny, I feel like growing up. I was like, as I was getting into astrology, I was really annoyed at being a Taurus mm-hmm. because I was just kind of like, okay, why is everyone making the sign out to be so absolutely boring? And I feel like I've never been a boring person in my life. Mm-hmm. So just learning about that. But as I got older and then I started to realize like, okay, Taurus, Taurus people have a little something, something going on here. We're like a little quirky, very mm-hmm. dependable. 
and also no shade but I feel like compared to like lots of people I know like my life is together and I'm like oh that's a that's an earth sign quality for Mm -hmm. sure that I didn't appreciate when I was you know 15 16 17. (laughs) Yes I can totally relate because as an Aries son I was like yeah like I'm so cool and like you know action adventure spontaneity and (laughs) you know I realized uh, my life is very like together it's not chaotic it's always been really grounded and it's because Mm -hmm. of the Capricorn moon and the Capricorn stellium in my chart and I appreciate that now getting older and it's just like wow like I'm not you know falling off a cliff <laughs> like exactly you know and also that's very, exactly and that's actually very common for Capricorn energy Capricorns are late bloomers mm-hmm. so as you grow older you'll start to really come into your own it's a really fascinating place and I love Capricorn placements mm-hmm. yeah Capricorn is also I like earth energy is really really good for me I don't really get along very well with Virgo energy for some reason it's just a huge disconnect Mm. for me but I love um like Capricorn energy is just something I I don't know I I like the rationality very pragmatic and I can see how that goes into Taurus but Taurus just takes it to like a little bit more of a chill vibe whereas Capricorn's like okay like what's next like what do I have to work on (laughs) like there's no rest Exactly. Taurus is the middle child of the three earth signs. Mm-hmm. So totally. no offense to any middle children listening to this, but they probably know already. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think is the most interesting part of your birth chart? Good or bad? Oh my goodness. The most interesting part? Oh, I know what my favorite part is, but I've just recently learned that a lot of my houses, a lot of my house energy moves through the eighth house. Okay. Okay. And maybe I'm figuring that out because I'm, my work with astrology and tarot, I'm sort of diving into that a little more like mystical mm-hmm. and being a Virgo rising. I have a Pisces descendant, which mm-hmm. you know, Pisces rules the 12th house of the unknown. And so I, I just have all this maybe like secret dark energy in my chart so that's Mm -hmm. always kind of been a little trippy to me because I feel like my first impression is I'm a little bit of a class clown and I'm very (laughs) much I'm very much like Taurus woman I'm very like I was you know what a word I was gonna say I was gonna be like voluptuous like (laughs) what kind of word is that when I think of Taurus I think like oh my god voluptuous sensuality Mm -hmm. and like womanly but I'm also like just a huge ham like I'm always joking about everything and then I have all this intense eighth house energy and I'm very fascinated by it okay so you were saying that there was a favorite part of your chart what is it Oh, my favorite part? Yeah. My Aries placements. Okay. Yes. All right. I love for yeah. that. <laughs> so I have Aries Venus and mm-hmm. I have Aries Mercury in the eighth house. Okay. Um, and those are like my absolute favorite placements. Like my Aries Mercury is so, it's so there, mm-hmm. like that Aries energy. And don't make fun of me, but I was one of those people that was like, oh, I'm like born on a cusp. And I was like, <laughs> live and die live and dying like on the hill like oh I'm a cuss baby and now Mm -hmm. that I'm like learning more about astrology I'm like okay that doesn't exist but I still like there's a little part of me that was like kind of pumped to be like half Aries you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah I actually I have Mercury and Aries in the seventh house so my Mercury's in seventh house and I I love it I feel like sometimes I talk too much and I talk fast. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a trait of the Aries Mercury energy. Oh, it's like, okay, I got to totally. slow down. 
But I don't know. I love that. But I do, I don't know. I kind of do like the cusp energy because I've met so many cusp, um, like Taurus on the cusp mm-hmm. of Aries. And it is really true that I do see like this divide in their personality. I don't yeah. know. That's just my personal experience. But I do like the cusps. I feel like it does explain a lot sometimes for me personally. But I understand it's also like, ooh, you know, it doesn't exist. But I don't know. I know. Like, it's treated so, like, shamefully. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like take it easy on some people. And also, <laughs> I've noticed that people who feel like that relate to that cusp energy have really close degrees. So mm-hmm. I have, like, my Taurus son is at two degrees Taurus. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh. Can you blame me for relating to a little bit of that Aries energy? It's like only mm-hmm. two degrees Taurus. Yes. Right. So I feel like maybe if, you know, if you're listening to this and you are into cusps, go and check your degrees. And your I degree. feel like that gives you a little more. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. gives you a little more information and you're, it's almost like you, I like to think of it kind of like in a past life, you were an Aries and you are kind of leaving that journey behind. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, reborn as a Taurus or something like that. Yeah. I like that. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so they say like up to five degrees. It's like the cusp energy. So I was born on March yeah. 26. So I missed being, as I'm six degrees Aries, I missed being the cusp by like one day um, mm-hmm. technically, but I, I don't know. I do feel that March Aries do have that softer side of the Pisces compared to a lot of the Aries in April I know are more, combative and aggressive than I am. Interesting. Um, but if you push me, <laughs> there's another side, but, <laughs> but, exactly. um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's all relative and what you think like relates, you know, to you. For sure. For sure. Um, so I know that, um, you're going through your Saturn return. Uh, yes, <laughs> and <I> so am, <laughs> am I. So for those of you listening, your Saturn return happens every like 20, 29 years, and you get like two or three in your lifetime if you're lucky to live. If you're lucky, you get three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you're, if you're lucky to live, to be really old. But it's one of the most transformational times of your life. And pretty much like all of your shit comes back to haunt you and you have to deal with it. <laughs> you can't run yeah. away from it. So it's just a very profound time in your life. And we have ours in Aquarius because Saturn is now in Aquarius. So do you know what house your Saturn return is going to be transiting? Yeah. So it's transiting my sixth house, Mm -hmm. which is not fun for me at all, but I'm definitely feeling the grunt of just how messy of a person I am. Okay. And sixth house is, you know, Virgo's house. So it's all about being organized and, you know, staying healthy and being on top of things and having a schedule. And I personally am very anti-schedule, anti-routine. I'm a very messy, my boyfriend affectionately refers to me as a tornado. So yeah, so this, it's safe to say only a couple months in and I feel like my Saturn return is kicking my ass. It's yeah, mine started and um, mine's transiting through the fourth and the fifth house. So it's mostly in the fourth. It's like kind of in between like the degree and with Saturn going into Aquarius back in March before it went back into Capricorn, um, I moved and then I moved when it went before it went back into Capricorn, I moved. And then right when officially Aquarius went, uh, Saturn went into Aquarius, I moved again. So literally within less than a year, I moved three times. 
So (laughs) it's a lot of fourth house energy of home and then family and, but it's been really good though. Um, very positive and like redecorating, like I'm redecorating my apartment and I love it, but it's wild. I feel like that's good. I really love that you're like super positive about it. Cause I feel like the initial reaction is to just be like, Oh my God, my life is ruined. But I really love that you're embracing this. And I feel like I might have to steal some of that energy and start embracing my Saturn return. As I'm saying that I'm like thinking <laughs> in my head, girl, you know, that's very unlikely to happen, but I'm hoping that maybe if I say it, I'll like manifest it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like there's so many negative stories and it's like, Oh my gosh, it's like this horrible thing. And you kind yeah. of have to turn that around and find the positive in it. Because if you're going to think negative about a situation and like their center return is almost three years of your life. So you're just going to think negative for three years. I feel like, you know, just see what happens like so far. I mean, nothing's perfect in life. There's always mm-hmm. going to be change and transition, but you know, I'm kind of like trying to look at the glass half full with this one and just hopefully I'm not too optimistic, but that's also the Aries energy. It's just like, you don't, we don't have anything like hold on to us, like the grudge, you know? Exactly. You're just like full steam ahead. I really love that. I need to tap into some of that energy. I think I've never liked the sixth house. Like I've Mm -hmm. never like cared about it, which is so funny that like my cosmic puberty would be happening (laughs) in the sixth house. Yeah. But so I was just like, oh, six house, like this seems so boring. Like mm-hmm. I'm a very creative person. So I'm like, can I have my Saturn return like in my fifth house or like in my eighth house, something mm-hmm. cool? The eighth I'm house like, would oh, be cool. It would be earth shattering, but at least I feel like I would have a <laughs> few good stories. I feel least. like eighth house would be intense though. Cause it's a lot of shadow work. It's like that Pluto yeah. energy of going like digging underneath on the surface of your psyche and that can be really rough. I feel like the six is more manageable. It's like you can see what you need to work on like in the present, whereas like something, you know, happening in the fifth, like a lot of creativity and true love and romance. It's like, well, do you want your relationships to be rocky or like your creative like work to suffer? I don't know. Like I'll see kind of when yeah. it happens to me. Cause it's like first starting off in the fourth house and that's going to transit in the fifth. So it hasn't hit the mm-hmm. fifth yet, but um, I'll see what happens with my creativity and relationships. But I don't know. I, a lot of my friends are, they finished their set and return in Capricorn. So I got to see the end result of their transition and it was both good and bad, but I will say um, all of my friends who finished their Saturn return in Capricorn, they have, they, like the return set them up to have amazing lives and like futures. So, so true. So true. My partner actually went through his Saturn return in Capricorn and he went back to school mm-hmm. and it was a, such a hard decision for him and watching him make that decision. And at the time I wasn't really thinking of a Saturn return. He's a couple years older than me. But then when I realized what he was going through, Mm -hmm. through those years, I was kind of like, oh my God, like he was going through it. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm just like in complete awe of like the person he is and what he's been able to accomplish. And it really, it really is like you grow up. Mm -hmm. So watching my partner grow up is like, it was really amazing. And it makes me a little excited for mine too, because it makes me wonder like, oh, I wonder what kind of person I'm going to be in the next, in the next you know, years. three or four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, but yeah, Sarah returns. Pray for us. <laughs> Send us <Yeah>. good vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As we just begin. <laughs> so, so I know that you do tarot. Can you kind of talk to me a little bit about how you got into tarot? Okay, so my tarot journey is not as new, I would say, as my card reading journey in general. Okay. Um, so I started with oracle cards. My mm-hmm. mom kind of picked it up. Gosh, I'm trying to think of how many years. Maybe like 10 years ago. Okay. And picked it up and started reading cards for me. And I just loved watching her. And I was so fascinated by how it felt like she kind of went to a different place. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, would pull these cards and it was like, felt like magic. And I just wanted to have a little bit of that. I'm like, I have to do this too. And then I started reading for her and then started reading for myself and then reading for friends. And then after that, it's just really been a really great tool of, you know, self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And also it's just like a fun, like party trick too, I feel like. <laughs> um, and I recently picked up tarot. Uh, because I was kind of feeling, I guess, like a little like stuck and like ruddy and like my Oracle card work, like my light work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've always been a little bit terrified of tarot. Okay. Because I was like, okay, these cards are intense, like the tower and the mm-hmm. devil. And I think it was you who posted a meme today that was like, oh, my Oracle cards, you're a sweet baby angel. And my tarot card is like, oh, you're a messy bitch. And like, you don't deserve love or something like that. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> It's so deep. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, my Oracle cards baby me and my tarot cards are basically out to get me. So I guess I started turning to tarot in an effort to inject some balance into my, into my reading skills. Do you have a certain deck that you use that you like? Um, yeah, my favorite Oracle deck to work with is my Moonology deck. I'm like obsessed with the moon. And I love because every card has a moon phase and a zodiac sign. Ooh, I so love that. Just, yeah, so it's just very comfortable for me. And when I pull cards, I like, oh, you know, really understand the energy of the specific zodiacs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my first tarot deck was actually gifted to me. Partner brought me my first tarot deck, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and it actually is about the moon too. So there's something about the moon that I'm like very fascinated by, and I feel like mm-hmm. keeps reappearing in my life. And when I open the tarot cards, they have like this um, little mantra on the bottom of the box. And it says, you are the dance of shadow and light. Mm-hmm. And it just felt really comforting because I started doing some shadow work at the time I was gifted the tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just felt really like validated, like, okay, I'm making a good choice. I felt like a little bit like I was like growing up. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that does resonate if your eighth house too, because like, despite yeah. the Taurus energy, which I feel Taurus energy has always resonated as very positive to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the Scorpio was like, not saying Scorpio is negative energy, but it's just a darker vibe. And that is kind of that duality there. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's same with the moon phases too. There's so much duality with the moon. Um, but that's really cool. Do you pull cards every day? Is like, what's kind of your ritual practice with tarot and oracle? I would say with tarot, occasionally, I like doing it for other people. I find it really hard to read for myself. I don't know about you, but when I pull cards for myself, I just feel way less compassionate and way less open-minded and gentle with myself. So it's, I only really pull for myself, you know, as an attempt to like, just learn more of the cards. In terms of giving myself a full reading, I find it really hard. So what I like to do is I'll just like call up a friend and if they're like, 
oh, I'm going through a hard time. I'll be like, you want me to pull some cards for you? And then that's kind of like how I get my practice in and like expose myself to the cards and like get exposure to the meanings of the cards. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, reading for myself is really hard. Yeah, you're not the first one I've um, heard mention that. And I started off reading for myself, but with my business growing and taking more clients, I don't do spreads anymore for myself. I Mm -hmm. do get in the habit of pulling like one card a day or like a couple cards of Oracle decks mixed with tarot. But I found that can also be kind of detrimental to your mental health as well, because it's just sometimes um, I just felt that so much um, self-reflection and self-development all at once can be very chaotic and anxiety driven. And it's like, you know, you pull a card and you're wondering, oh my God, how is this going to influence my day? And it's kind of can be like for better or for worse, but it can also be anxiety driven if it's a card that you're not fully happy about or resonating with. Like if you pull the tower upright and then you're like, holy shit, what's going to come today? Am I going to get laid off? Like, you you know, there's just like all these thoughts that are swirling in your head. And I've learned to have better boundaries of pulling cards instead of doing it once a day, like maybe once or twice a week. So Mm -hmm. that's good. That's really good advice. And I definitely agree. It's a whole unique experience when you're an expert on it. Like nine times out of 10, the people that I'm reading for don't interact with tarot or cards or any kind of divination on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. Um, So when, you know, they hear it from me, they're really taking, you know, my word for it and they're trusting me and my intuition. And then when you read for yourself, you're just kind of like, you have all this knowledge. And like Mm -hmm. you said, you really just carry it with you and it makes it hard to disassociate. So it's, it's just, I find it very hard to be compassionate for myself when I read. So I just do it for like quick answers. Like sometimes if I have like, maybe like, you know, an iffy feeling about someone or something, I'll be like, Mm -hmm. cards, is, is this someone I should work with? And I'll like shuffle my cards and then, oh, like, Ten of Swords falls out, and I'll be like, "Okay, forget this person," and I'll just move <laughs> on with my life. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I might have to start doing more of like an intuitive pull for myself instead of like, "Okay, we're gonna like before we run out the door to go to work, we're going to pull a couple cards." And but yeah, definitely, I love reading for others, and it's just a certain, it's just a different energy because you know yourself. So it's not really a surprise, but it's nice to see like your clients' reactions or like feel them really connecting to something. But also too, it's with pulling cards every day. It's like, do I really want to look inside like my shadow today? Like that's kind of how I feel. You know, it's like, oh, like I don't want to look into like too much shadow work isn't healthy either. Um, Exactly. So I remind you, it's just like any profession, right? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. if you date a chef, and then they come home from work and you're like, oh, why don't you cook me an amazing meal? And it's like, well, this person was cooking all day. So after a whole day of interacting with other people's shadows, I don't want to come home and like face my shadow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else that you bring along with any of your rituals with like tarot or um, anything with the moon? Like, do you bring in crystals or like any type of sentimental objects do you have nearby so I'm when I first started like saw by the signs I was not anti-crystal but I was kind of like I'm not a crystal girl like I really and it's my earth placements I really pride myself on being a very practical person Mm -hmm. and that's really my approach with my readings is I'm like I want to give people practical advice on how to use the messages that I give them and like you know make their life better or just feel a little better about themselves so 
crystals seem kind of like a little far out. I was like, mm, I don't know. And then I started buying them. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, my boyfriend was having an anxiety attack a couple of days ago. And I was like, can you hold this, clear, hold this clear quartz? Like, it'll make you feel better. Or like, I'm doing a reading and I'll like rub like the crystal, like, you know, on my third eye and I'll be like, I feel it cleansing. So I'm like, I don't know. Am I crazy? But now I'm like, into crystals, I guess. So that is something that I've brought in to my readings. I'm like, I really like love them. Like now I'm like, okay, I have to have amethyst with me. Mm-hmm. So it just makes me feel like safe and grounded. It makes me feel like, okay, I can trust my intuition. Like mm-hmm. I said, like I have so much earth energy. So second guessing my intuition is something that's very real for me. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, whenever like amethyst is present, I feel like I can like release that and just actually listen to the insights, you know, mm-hmm. the the divine downloads or however people say, however you're hearing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, um, amethyst is, was one of my first crystals and it's actually a crystal for Pisces and Virgo because it's the opposite signs. And I love it. Um, I love having amethyst in my communal space. It's a good communal like home crystal. So maybe for oh, your okay. Saturn return circling the sixth house, you should buy more amethyst. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. Thank you for encouraging my crystal habit. Of course. That'll be great. That'll be great. Um, but yes, definitely when you start getting into crystals, it is like a crystal addiction. And my friend was telling me that I'm the one who gets everyone else addicted to crystals. And I'm like, that isn't, I don't mind being like a crystal drug dealer, but, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) but it is true. It's like one friend starts and another friend gets into, it's like it trickles down. And then like, before we all know it, we're like all into crystals and Um, um, enabling each other for better or for worse. Exactly, love we're it. all crystal ladies. It's true, and they're like gorgeous. I think that's how it started for me, and that's very Taurus of mm-hmm. me, like collecting stuff because I was like, okay, I can hold on to these things because they're beautiful. Like, there's mm-hmm. some crystals out there that are like gorgeous, and now there's like a billion crystal wholesalers on Instagram. Yes, and they have like towers and little skulls and hearts, and it's you know the Taurus in me is just I need to like collect these, like gotta catch them all. I need every crystal, every shape, just because <laughs> mostly of how beautiful they look. But I actually like really love them. I have like a little bag where like I keep them all together. And before I start a reading, I like set them all out on the table. And Aww. if I don't have them, I feel like I'm cheating. It's weird. Okay, yeah, <laughs> they like they connect to you, and they literally talk to you too. It's so strange how the energy can like connect to your intuition. But they'll tell me like if they want to come to work with me, or you know, like it's just this weird like knowing this I love and... that I feel like I'm not that intimate with my crystals yet so I must I must be doing something wrong <laughs> no. no you're totally fine like I actually I don't really use my crystals so much in ritual like they're kind of just like a participant like looking you know to look pretty and okay. cute but um yeah like I know um some tarot readers they actually incorporate their crystals in the spreads and I think that's really oh. cool like I want to try to do that um one day but yeah I don't know it's just crystals they choose you and when they choose you they resonate with your energy so I love that I'm allergic to pets so I'll just have crystals for the rest of my life (laughs) yes like and they're beautiful they're not messy they don't move around and yeah it's like yeah the best they're great yeah woman's best friend yeah and speaking about 
like Instagram with the crystals and everything, do you feel that there's a lot of tarot, like there's too many tarot and astrology accounts going on that are unauthentic? Like what is your feeling on, I guess, the mystical witchy gram? Oh, um, yeah. Like what are they on TikTok? It's like witch talk. Mm-hmm. They call it witch talk. Witch talk. Um, to be honest, I feel like I'm not really like the person to ask about that because I feel like I'm so relatively new to it too or like what people would say oh baby witch Mm -hmm. even though like to be honest it's I'm not even sure if I relate 100% to that label I don't know I'm very like I'm very in an exploration phase of it all Mm -hmm. but I have noticed that in recent years it's just been like a complete inundation of zodiac meme accounts Mm -hmm. and now that I've you know incorporated oracle and tarot into style by the signs yeah i'm noticing oh my god this is a huge community of people but Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm really all for it because you know readers have different energies Mm -hmm. so you know someone might like my energy or not like my energy or i might like you know someone else's energy or not really jive with someone else's energy and i feel like that's cool like the more the merrier maybe that's aquarius stellium happening right now yeah yeah like everyone's welcome (laughs) you know but I think it's cool um yeah I'm like I'm totally what do you think about it I like it um because there was no community like on social media you know and it's all so much about self-promotion and like just through your own day-to-day life like oh I'm going to this fancy restaurant I'm wearing like this dress and I feel like that is so like 2016 (laughs) now it's like (laughs) you know it's now it's kind of like it's cool that Instagram has evolved to find for the community to find its voice and for so many other people to feel comfortable expressing their true self because years ago that wasn't happening through social media it was still like this kind of secret society of like oh yeah do you do this thing yeah I do it too you know and now it's like okay um I'm accepted for embracing my true self and finding my way and my own unique voice and style through divination or whatever witchy it is that you practice and exactly I love and it really fits it really fits like just now with you know, the world that we're living in, this, like, the pandemic has really, I feel like, shaken a lot of people's faith, and Mm -hmm. people are just kind of turning to, you know, more holistic health practices, so it's like, okay, why not with spirituality, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I have, like, way more of my friends asking me, like, hey, will you do a tarot reading for me, or, you know, like, I'm buying, I bought, like, astrology dice, and it just feels, it just feels right right now, Mm -hmm. so I feel like, I personally believe like in divine timing. Like I believe everything mm-hmm. happens at the time that it's meant to. Yes. And I feel kind of like the world needs more, you know, witchy women and like mystics and celestial beings. Like I feel like we're here. It's our, it's our time to shine. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like, I love it. I really, really love it. <laughs> yes. And I pride that on the Pluto and Scorpio generation. <clears throat> and represent. <laughs> represent. <laughs> and like, you know, we are bringing this out there. Um, and that is the power of um, the eighth house energy. But um, yeah, I love it. But, you know, there is still, of course, there's like the shadow to that is that you do get a lot of unauthentic. I mostly, I, there's not a lot of tarot meme accounts because I think it's hard to make tarot memes because um, it's just yeah. so broad. But there's like an <laughs> influx of astrology ones. And it's yeah. like, well, you're just kind of putting people in a box, like these signs in a box. And that also yeah. kind of annoys me a little bit because the true history and knowledge of astrology is getting lost in meme culture 
and oh, I agree. don't really know what the signs actually mean until you read a book about like in most of the good astrology books were made in like the 70s 60s and 80s you got to go back and like read those books and it's so different than what astrology instagram is like portraying these signs and that is that is so true it's very much like a sun sign astrology yes. kind of world out there mm-hmm. and it's it's you know it's fun up until a certain point but yeah there are you know, and I always say I have lots of friends, their first sort of introduction to astrology is like, oh, co-star and like mm. sanctuary. And I'm actually very anti those apps. I'm like, I'd 100%. much rather, you are too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, just not into it. And like, they'll show me, they'll be like, oh, are you on this app? And I'll be like, no, I'm like reading books and like talking to my, you know, astrology nerd friends. And we're like geeking out on, like you said, retro astrology books. So yeah, I guess there's a little bit of kind of like, a flood of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And even for myself, astrology is such a huge area of study. And I, maybe it's the imposter syndrome, but I don't even feel qualified to call myself like an astrologer. Like that's a moniker that like, I'm like not ready to carry. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, astrology of zest or like astrology centric. Like I'm a very much a lover and enthusiast of astrology, but I'm like, there's so much knowledge that I've yet to like consume or like get my hands on and maybe that's like me being like a little bit I don't know maybe it's imposter syndrome but I do feel like that's a label that like I don't like take lightly like I don't want to make people feel like I'm something that I'm not yeah I can see their the apprehension of that because um, the meme culture yes it's entertaining and like of course I'm going to post a funny Aries meme of course like yeah um but also there's just so much study involved and i've been studying astrology since i was 12 so i really do have that background but it's also even too tedious and time consuming for me and i used to read client charts and it would take me sometimes a week to do a chart and i don't have the time anymore to dedicate to it but i also kind of lost a little bit of the joy because astrology is very it's still very elusive and I don't like to go too far in the future or too far in the past I try to keep it present but I know a lot of successful astrologers are doing a lot of more future-based work and that's where it kind of gets muddled for me especially when you're trying to work with clients and it's like I don't know I try to have that boundary of like I don't want to play god with any type of divination work I do you know oh for sure I see lots of like professional astrologers and they're like busting out the ephemeris and they're like we're gonna look five years into a future and I'm like dude I don't even want to know what's waiting for me tomorrow (laughs) like I I don't want to know five years from now and you're right it is important to have boundaries for me personally um personally like to use astrology like as a tool of self-reflection like it really helped me understand myself and understand my traits and you know now with like you know crazy stuff happening in the government and all Mm -hmm. that stuff people there's lots of astrologers coming up being like I predicted this and I predicted that and I feel like that's a little irresponsible actually totally irresponsible and yeah especially when it comes to when um, you're trying to help someone with like their love life or money, health. And that's where it also becomes very irresponsible too, because you can set someone off their path. And oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's also with my tarot practice too. I, if there are some like 
future or pres- uh, past card placements or situations. I don't go more than three months out. That's my personal rule. And that's kind of how I feel with astrology too. Like just, it's cool to look at your transit chart. Like I have fun sometimes looking at my transit chart, like, oh, what's going to happen to me during my birthday? You know, where's the planet's going to be? Yeah. Or, you know, that's kind of fun, but I honestly never really look at my transit chart because I just don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. And also like a really, you know, unfair things that thing it does is it just kind of takes away like your autonomy and your responsibility mm-hmm. so if you go and predict something and tell people hey you know this is what's going to happen then I feel like some people feel already a sense of like okay well that's set in stone and like mm-hmm. that's not what astrology is for and that's no. not you know how I personally like to use astrology you know some people do and you know that's that's your, you know, karma and stuff you have to deal with. But Mm. for myself, personally, I like to use it to understand myself a little better, or I'll be like, Oh, this is a really annoying trait that I have. And I'll like, look at my birth chart. I'll be like, where is this energy coming from? Mm -hmm. Or like stuff like that. But as far as, you know, predicting someone's future, or like, you know, telling someone like, yes, you've met your soulmate. Absolutely not. Like, I just cannot. Or like, you're going to have a baby in this year. And it's like, well, what if you miscarry or something like, you know, there's just so much like you just, it's kind of like that whole like argue, like, do you create your fate or is like your fate already like predetermined for you? And that's kind of how like really being involved in divination and in like astrology, anything like cosmic, you have to make that choice for yourself of when to, you know, stop (laughs) and when to like enter that energy of like, okay, like I can pull a couple of tarot cards and see like the year ahead and but also yeah. set that boundary of the possibility that anything can happen. Like you're in charge of your own destiny, but you know, it's, there's always, yeah, there's always a balance yeah, there. Exactly. It's like when you give your friends life advice and then immediately after you're like, but it's your life. So, you know, mm-hmm. you just do what you need to do. Like forget everything that I said. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's important to have a little bit of a caveat for sure at the end of your, at the end of your readings. So um, with your business and your style by the signs, what do you want to really capture? Like, what is your goal? Like, do you want to teach more um, with your platform or? Love that. First of all, thank you for calling it a business. I feel like I'm like a little in denial about it. I'm still kind of like, oh, it's like my little hobby, but I'm so absolutely passionate about it that I'm like, oh, like, shit, I really want to turn this into something more and I don't think I want to teach astrology I've been really enjoying doing readings I would love to eventually you know feel confident enough to do birth chart readings birth my birth chart readings are something that I've like just done for like close friends you know and people like that that I can just be comfortable and like hop on a zoom call and we can talk about it but as far as like oh my god charging people money for this I'm like oh god I really need to step my game up or something like that so it's just a, I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to like mm-hmm. make it like really really amazing but my like main thing is like why I started it is my goal is to turn it into like an astrology like lifestyle brand Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. So astrology has been such a huge part of my life from very young, like until now. And I just kind of want to like, you know, share like the joy, like of astrology. And like, I, I love all of that. And I feel like because I have a little like more knowledge about astrology than, you know, as we we're talking about like those, those meme, those meme accounts where it's like, oh, just sun sign astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just like to take that and just like kind of make it like, 
I feel I feel so lame saying this, but I like wish I had like a little like astrology like store, like a store that people could like go into and like buy astrology stuff and like stuff with their sign and like get a reading and like I don't know. That's kind of like my like really far out vision of it. But for now, just like a cosmic hangout, just where people mm-hmm. who love astrology and love tarot or just kind of getting into it, just want to learn stuff and like you know, yeah, I make a few memes. I don't do it like all the time, but yeah, like laugh at a few memes, share a few things and just kind of understand, you know, the cosmos and what's going on out there. So cosmic hangout, I feel like is what it is. Right I love now. that. Okay. I love that. And yeah. then, you know, kind of see how it evolves, but yeah, like, I feel like the word lifestyle is so Taurus. Um, <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, I, I have love a Taurus it. MC. I have a Taurus mid Oh my gosh. Wow. That's a lot. And then you have a Taurus moon, right? Oh yeah, it's so much so, Taurus energy. It's a lot of Taurus. Yeah, so I just really like. I just love beautiful things. I just mm-hmm. want to be comfortable. I just want to spend money. I love shopping. So <laughs> I just like. I'm like, how do I take my love for material things and my love for astrology and like mm-hmm. marry them together Combine and have. Them. Yeah, have a, have a like make them have a baby. How do I do that? <laughs> I love that. I remember when I was because when I found out about oh astrology. At 12, I immediately got an Aries necklace, like a little, like, fake, like, yes! <laughs> necklace. I think I still have it, but I wore that with so much pride. And, of course, no one in my Midwest town and, like, school knew really anything about astrology. And I was like, yeah, I yeah. know I'm an Aries. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I it does. It makes, <laughs> exactly. It makes you feel, like, just special and, like, one of a kind. And I just, like, mm-hmm. love that. I'm like, oh. But, like, uh, my like, my thought is, like, okay, what is, like, outside of that? Like, what's bigger than that? You know, like, we, we all have the necklaces. We all have, like, the journals. But, like, mm-hmm. what else could this be? So I'm kind of just mulling that over and, like, taking steps. And it feels very much sad in return for me to – you know, try to, you know, come up with my own routine and my own Mm -hmm. kind of work situation. And I'm really just coming to terms with the fact that like, I'm not meant to have a regular job or like a Mm -hmm. regular vocation. And that's definitely like Saturn and Aquarius generation. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. I'm just kind of trying to like ride it and see, let's, let's see where this crazy train is going kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, the sixth house rules of work, but it's also incredibly spiritual. And I think a lot of people always associate the spiritual side with, with uh, Pisces or cancer. And it's like, actually Virgo is very, very spiritual. And I think that's also kind of where that devotion is coming from for you too. It's like, okay, how can I merge this work? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's kind of like putting those blending those parts of me together. And I, you know, I told you, Oh, I have all this eighth house energy. So Mm -hmm. I feel like this, yeah, this spiritual side of me has kind of been like lurking under the surface. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just now with like recent developments in my personal life and the world, I'm just kind of feeling more of a pull, more of a call towards it. So Mm -hmm. I've been relinquishing my Torian need for like stubborn control (laughs) and just kind of like going with it right because like Uranus is in Taurus too so Mm -hmm. that and that place that has been there for like like two two years now or something so since then Mm -hmm. exactly so since then I've felt like a little bit of a rumble and I'm just kind of like oh my god like Tauruses are very intuitive like to our surroundings because we just like we live for comfort. So mm-hmm. as soon as I felt like the earth kind of like moved slightly underneath my feet, I was like, oh my God, okay, it's happening. <laughs> like, 
It's like happening. an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, just brace myself. I feel like my life is going to fall apart. And it kind of did a little bit, but I'm also really impressed with, you know, my resilience. And that is also a tourist trait, mm-hmm. right? Like being able to just, you know, come back up and like, you know, fix things and make it better than when you found it. And that's actually really interesting that you said that because I think that's the exact timing for me as well. Because in 2018 was when I really was like, okay, I'm going to make this like a business business. This is not just like, oh yeah, if you want like a reading, you know, like it was more so like, okay, like we're really going to elevate this. And I think it is because of that Uranus energy in Taurus. And it's like, okay, you're going to be making a foundation in money, but it's going to be in unpredictable ways that's going to dismantle like the traditional way of things of being in Uranus. So I think that actually it's very fitting that you said that. And now my goal is in the next couple of years, hopefully when this Taurus Uranus transit is over to be completely like free of the corporate world and (laughs) do my own thing. (laughs) It's happening. It's happening. But you know, (laughs) when we come out from the other side, we'll be like, okay, we use this transit well to like pave our own way. Yeah. So, which I think is really beautiful. Um, I want to jump back to tarot actually. So with tarot, do you read reversals or are you like not a reversal person? (laughs) (laughs) So I do. So like I said, the tarot is still, I feel like relatively new to me, although I'm, I'm like gaining confidence with it like every day. And it's just, like I said, I have Virgo rising. I have very abnormally high standards for myself. Um, and I remember reading and I read somewhere that they were like, well, you don't have to read reversals if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then I t- just kind of like in that moment, I decided I'm like, okay, I get to have the choice. I can read the reversals or like not. And it's really not that complicated because it's like, okay, the reversal of the card is, you know, if it's upright, you know, it means one thing. And if it's reversed, it means the exact opposite. But I was kind of like, you know what? I believe, like I said, I believe things happen how they're supposed to happen. So in that mm-hmm. moment, I just kind of decided I'm reading reversals. So mm-hmm. yes, I read reversals. <laughs> okay. I do too. I do too. And yeah, I think it's just like the structured way for me of like, okay, I need to learn in a very pragmatic, structured way. Um, and yeah. I do. I read reversals and I feel like there's so much, I actually prefer reversals because I feel like that's where the good juicy lessons are in the reverse cards. It's true. Whenever I get a reverse card, I'm a little like, Ooh, okay. I need to like, you kind of hyper focus on that one card and you're like, why is it reversed? Mm -hmm. It's like, what am I not seeing? You know, what do I need to work on? And I don't know. I feel like Maybe I just like when things are a little bit more complicated, but it's always that quest for like, how can we get more out of like our existence instead of like, you know, having the cards being all upright. It's like, are we really getting the full meaning of our psyche? Like, what are we missing some part of self-development for us? Which is why I do like the reversals to kind of set us straight in a way. It's like, okay, like, yeah, yeah. like, you know. It's like, you're doing awesome, sweetie, but you're not doing that great. (laughs) It's the shadow side. It's the shadow side of the card, which is one of the reasons why I was avoiding tarot for Mm. so long, because I was, I knew that if I started working with tarot, you know, my readings would have to be a little more balanced. Like I always pride myself on, like, I always say my readings are compassionate and that's something I try my best to do. Like, I'm not here. And I know there's lots of readers out there and, you know, no shade to them who are like, I'm here to drag you. I'm here to help you Mm -hmm. face your demons. Like, that is not my style. I'm very much 100% make a concerted effort 
to be compassionate in my readings. I'm not Mm -hmm. here to break anyone down or like make anybody like crawl into a corner and like, you know, start crying. Mm -hmm. And when I started working with tarot, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to really make even more of an effort to be compassionate in these readings while still keeping it balanced. You know, like Mm -hmm. you said, oh yeah, you're doing amazing, sweetie, but you know, here's, here are some pain points. Here are some things you can work on. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of added a different layer to my craft and I I really like it. So I'm like, I'm a fan of reversals. I like it. And I'm now that I've been working with the cards a little bit more, I feel less afraid of, you know, that shadow energy of the Mm -hmm. cards. And I kind of am learning to embrace it a little bit more. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there a favorite card that you have? Um, I love all my children equally. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I think right now I really like the Knight of Cups. Okay. Why right now? (laughs) Um, I don't know something about it, like that whole like dreamy warrior energy. And I feel like that's very much, very much me. I have Mars and Cancer. Mm -hmm. So I'm a very, you know, I don't like to fight I'm not like a huge fan of confrontation but if I have to you know stand up for someone that I love or you know stand up for my family I'm like I'm like right there doing it I feel like that's such like night of cup energy Mm -hmm. protect the ones you love yeah exactly and queen of wands Mm -hmm. for sure yes queen Queen of of wands Wands. fierce Yeah, Queen of Wands is just, I always call her the celebrity, well, him, her, I always call like the celebrity of the deck because it's just like the person you want to be or like you idolize and it's just like the person you can like fantasize about like, oh, I want to be like this like badass person and you know, we all are that, but they're not always showing off how badass we are on a daily basis. So it's a good reminder of that. Like, I don't know. It's I love true. that energy. It's so good. Whenever I pull that card, I feel like, oh my God, is that me? like is that that really me is that how you see me (laughs) and then beside it would be like the two of swords in reverse I'm like okay never mind (laughs) never mind I thought but (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly the cards are like bitch you thought like Like with tarot um are you kind of segueing it into your astrology practice too like do you find that it's easy to connect them or are you trying to keep them separate um, I really enjoy connecting them. So usually when I book someone a reading, I like to know their big three or top three. And it kind of, it helps me put what the cards are saying and also what's happening, you know, in the cosmos into perspective. Mm-hmm. So if they get like a really tumultuous card and then I'll be like, okay, they're having their, you know, their Saturn return in their 10th house. And then, you know, they're asking about a career question. I can make that connection really quickly. So I've been really enjoying it's like a mixed like bowl of everything. I'm like, let's just throw everything in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's cause everything's connected, right? It like is. nothing exists in, you know, nothing exists in a vacuum. So I have those tools that I can use to, you know, to my advantage and to help me interpret the messages. So I'm definitely into using them. Yeah. I feel since I've started using Oracle decks in combination with my tarot cards, two years ago it's kind of like at this point anything goes it's just like I want to add an animal spirit deck and an astrology deck like it's just kind of like and it's so much fun because they just work so well together and it just really enhances your readings and it makes it more personable when you bring in the astrology it's true it really does and it adds kind of like a unique side and I love your spreads by the way like when I see your spreads I'm like oh they're just like visually gorgeous I'm like I love looking at like all the different tarot cards and then you have like a 
you know, a mishmash of Oracle cards and they're just kind of like, there's like a, like an organized chaos, like on your desk. And I'm like, I love this spread. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you have really actually inspired me now. Like when I do my spreads, I'm like a little more like, all right, let's just like a little more open. I think, mm-hmm. you know, whenever, when we start, we start with like three card readings. Like you're like, okay, past, present and future. And then now we're kind of like at a point where like, you know what, just screw all that. I'm just going to pull eight cards, you know, fuck a Celtic cross. Let's just. <laughs> I hate, I always, oh my God, the Celtic cross. I don't know why that became so popular. I'm just like, this is not it's that so great. Long. <laughs> it's so long. And I have to like continuously look back. I'm like, okay, what card is this? Like, where does it go? Because I feel like if I put them in the wrong spot, I'm like messing mm-hmm. up some like cosmic equilibrium or something so I'm just like I'm just not gonna do that anymore I'm just gonna put all the cards on the table and that's it yeah (laughs) I felt like um I don't use the Celtic cross anymore for client readings but I would always find that my clients did not like the spread like they would get like um either they wouldn't understand the questions and I mean, of course I was able to connect the cards, but they would be like apprehensive for some of the questions that would come up with the Celtic cross. And I'm just like, okay, this is not a good general spread to use. So I made my That's own general spread. Yeah. I just know like just from client response and never connected. And even for reading it with myself, I like kind of like twisted, like made a little version that was a little bit more mm-hmm. modern, but I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not that great. I don't know where the spread was like, this is like the ultimate tarot spread. And like, once you evolve and you're like amazing at tarot, this is a spread you use, but it's only for advanced readers. And it's like, no, <laughs> spread should <laughs> not exist. <laughs> exactly. And that comes really with practice, right? Like the more confident you feel in yourself, I feel like the more you feel confident enough to veer away from those things that people tell you, oh, this is what you have to do. Like if you're reading tarot, you have to, you know, pull them in the form of the Celtic cross or, you mm-hmm. know, you have to do it like this. And it's like, no, I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to kind of like trust my intuition and do what feels comfortable or, you know, what makes my clients feel comfortable and, mm-hmm. you know, helps them understand the information that they're receiving better. Yeah, totally. And that's the beauty of tarot is it's just kind of, you do what you want to do to make it your personal for you. And when it's genuine, it resonates with someone else. And I think that is why I love reading tarot. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. <laughs> for show journey. Yeah. Um, if you could read a strout, like someone, like a famous <clears throat> person's chart or do a tarot reading for anyone, who would it be? Oh my God, this question. Okay, who would, who would you do first? And then we can, we can try again. And maybe I'll think of someone. Okay, so if I could... I guess if I could read tarot for anyone dead or alive, I think Jim Morrison would be awesome because he's already super into astrology. He's a Sagittarius and astrology really inspired his lyrics and his life, his poetry, filmmaking. And I think he would just be so like in it and he would probably be smoking a joint and holding like a clear quartz like spear as this, as I'm reading him his cards. (laughs) And it would just be like so amazing. Like, I don't know. I just have like this vision. I'm like, did we do this before in a past life? I hope so. And then we like made (laughs) out afterwards. But (laughs) yeah, I, like I feel like in our like a past life me and Jim Morrison like got together but yeah I think he would be like super receptive and super into it and then yeah it would just be awesome that is so punk rock priestess vibe of you to say (laughs) I'm gonna take it to the exact opposite end of the spectrum and say J-Lo okay okay 
mostly because I'm interested in what's going on like with her love life because her Mm -hmm. like little group of partners has been very interesting very different although she has a pension for like Leo men Mm-hmm. You know, what happened with Ben Affleck? Was that necessary? So I just want to pull, I want to do a love reading for JLo and I just want to see like what's going on under mm-hmm. there. And also I feel like she would tip nicely. Oh, 100%. And I feel like she's still really down to earth. I've always liked her and I don't know. I feel like she would be a really, really cool to read. I would also. I don't know if I think she's down to earth. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, okay. I want to call her. <laughs> okay, maybe Dark Earth is the wrong word to say for her, but I feel like she's someone who is like open to like newness. And who knows? She could have her own, you know, astrologer or someone she like works with yeah. on the DL, but she's not someone who I'm like, ooh, I would be like intimidated or scared to approach. I feel like she was yeah. like, a little bit more genuine. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I feel like, yeah, she would be totally open to the experience. And then if she wanted to like pay me like a monthly fee and I would just Mm -hmm. follow her around on tour (laughs) and she would just, you know, she like, I like fake it till you make it right. I'll be like, no, you know what, JLo, I don't think you should do that choreo this time because, (laughs) you know, Saturn and Mercury and all this stuff. She'd bring me along everywhere. So yeah, no, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) so uh, but I think that's a fun note to end on so where can people find you in your work so you guys can come find me on at style by the signs on Instagram and there's you know a whole bunch of astrology stuff and as we talked today I do readings I love my pick a card readings those are like a super fun and accessible way if you're you know just entering into tarot um, so yeah, come find me there, hang out, come leave a couple comments. I do some really funny stories uh, very often. So. Mm-hmm, she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I like, I like, it's really a mishmash of everything. I throw like shopping stuff in there, pick a card, astrology. It's just, it's just a cosmic good time. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And it was so much fun talking to you. And I learned so much and I sure everyone else did too. Thank you so much and bye. Bye. Thank you, Majora. It was great being here.